0: Welcome to the Debbie Big Board, part of the Rookie Big Board Network. I am your host, Skip Newton. Joining me is my co-host, Matt Cooper. Matt, I am
1: excited for this show. We're going to mix things up a little bit. Yeah, it should be an interesting one, talking Devi values relative to Dynasty players.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I know people like to hear about the, the past week's game, and, and Matt Hicks covered some of that on Monday went over a lot of his, his Debbie guys that are on the rise. So hopefully y'all listen to that. If you didn't go back and check that out. Cause Matt is an awesome listen, but today we are just going to focus on the 2024 class, but rank those Debbie players against the, the NFL dynasty players. So we think that'll be a good way to measure value of our favorite Debbie assets. But before we get into that, I want to talk about the ridiculous value of being a rookie big board patron. Rookie Big Board patrons have access to the Dynasty and Debbie Big Board and Consensus Crew Rankings, the 2024 Rookie Big Board, 2023 Seasonal Projections, and full access to the RBB Discord. You can join our growing community at patreon.com slash rookiebigboard for just $5 a month, or save 15% with an annual subscription. That is cheaper than the new Spider-Man 2 video game that Matt will be purchasing very soon, And if it sounds like it's going to be good, I will probably be purchasing it as well because my son loves the first one and Christmas is coming sooner than we'd like to admit. (laughs) You can now try the Rookie Big Board for free. Click the link in the episode description to join the free version of our Discord. Get trade help, roster advice, and chop it up with our community of over 250 fantasy football sickos. All right, let's get into this. We're going to start with quarterbacks and I'm going to just tell everyone right now that I'm going to be using Matt Hicks's overall rankings on the rookie big board. So he has this out for patrons where you can see exactly where he values the assets compared to the NFL guys. So it's a really awesome tool to get value. And I'm going to kind of use this as my cheat sheet as I go through the podcast but let's let's start with the presumed 101 in 2024 Matt Caleb Williams where do you have him ranked to dynasty quarterbacks
1: yeah I think I mean he's a locked in first round startup pick that much is a given in super flex leagues the question then is how high I think with just how incredible he looks I mean he's the complete package he is uh the escapability in the pocket, the arm talent is like elite of the elite. The the Konami code, like he he can break off like an eighty yard touchdown run in his sleep, like that. He's got everything that you want, and he's a locked in top three draft pick. So. I feel very comfortable, especially given what I've seen from some of these guys this year, putting him above guys that were first-round startup picks this year like Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Justin Fields. Easily. You know, easy. So then you get into like, I mean, you're not putting him above Mahomes, Hurts, Allen. I'm not putting him above Herbert. So it's somewhere you could debate anywhere from QB5, uh to like the nine range so like lamar trevor lawrence joe burrow anthony richardson cj stroud that's kind of the range where you could debate between him and any of those guys
0: yeah i'm i'm taking them over trevor lawrence and i like trevor lawrence um mm-hmm. burrow you know i i you know obviously we all like burrow he's he's playing hurt now so that's hurting his performance and he's in such a good offense with, with good weapons so it's tough to say i want Williams over burrow, but at the same time, I think Williams is going to get more, more yards with his feet. And so that Mm -hmm. would be, that'd be one of those where I would love if I had burrow to, to trade him for Caleb Williams plus, because I think I could do that. And I'd be really happy with that. Um, I'm in a league where, a deep Debbie league. And, and, I had had Lamar Jackson the other guy had Caleb Williams. And he said he would only consider trading me Caleb Caleb Williams straight up. And I was looking for more pieces. So we did something else, but, but there you go. I mean, so that guy said, yeah, it, that would be a straight up. So he, he liked Lamar Jackson a little better. I, I considered it, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I, I agree. I think, I think he's He's right there at, at five, five, six for me. So I, I yeah. like where you went with that.
1: Yeah. It's and it's just, because, I mean, like it's a question of his value now when you still have to wait for him and he's not scoring you points and an injury could happen versus a year from now when he's actually in the league on a team. I think he's going to be above a lot of these guys a year from now when he's actually in the league on a team. So Uh, it, it comes down to roster build in some cases, like you're not going to trade Lamar for him straight up. If you're contending and you need Lamar to score you points this year. Right. But if you're rebuilding, you might do that. So, yep,
0: exactly. Now it gets harder.
1: So Drake
0: may is next. You've already talked about how he's moving down your rankings. He's going to be moving down mine as well. Where do you have him in the dynasty
1: ranks? So for the sake of this discussion right now, let's assume that he gets that first round draft capital like he's projected to get Uh, in that case. I think he would be up in the mid teens of quarterback rankings, kind of like a third round ish startup pick, similar to what you saw Stroud and Bryce Young going for this offseason before we saw them get on the field. Uh, like, I, I think he would be below guys like Jordan Love, Justin Fields, Dak, Tua, Kyler, etc. But I would have him above guys like Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, Geno, Kirk. So he'd probably settle in there right around like Jared Goff, Bryce Young range for me.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I mean, you know, he's 12th here on on Matt Hicks's list. By the way, uh, Hicks had Caleb Williams at six. He's got them ahead of Tua, CJ Stroud, Dak Prescott, Cousins. I, there's no way I'm I'm trading Tua or CJ Stroud or Dak Prescott straight up for for Drake May. Um, I think there's too many too many question marks to to trade mm-hmm. guys that are proven and still and still either very young or young enough. And I know there's injury concerns with Tua, but. Man, that that offense is so much fun and he's just he's just making it happen. Obviously, Cousins would be that that team build situation standpoint. If you're a contender, you're not doing that. But if you're not, Cousins only has, you know, likely a couple, three years left. But yeah, it's, you know, Deshaun Watson, I'd be I'd be interested. Jordan Love. That's a tough one because he's actually looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, he looks really good to me. He's, so I, he's still I, really young. He looks good. He's locked in to, to some good job security, I think. So I I would take Jordan Love above Drake May right now. Drake May is a
0: box to me. How about Brock Purdy? I don't, if, I don't know if you mentioned him. Where do you stand on Purdy?
1: Um, I think he's a solid game manager. He's impressed me more than I thought that he would coming into this year. Um, But I would take Drake May over him. Okay. He is in the
0: most quarterback friendly coach and system that there is that I swear almost anybody could be successful (laughs) in that offense, but yeah, so you've got, you definitely have may hired me, um, really quick. Just a couple more guys. Bo Nix is still getting first round buzz. Where do you have him?
1: I think it would have to be similar to Drake may like assuming that they're both first round picks. I would take him in the same range that third round startup range. Um, in the mid teens. I do think at this point, like you could feel more confident projecting that first round capital with may than you could with Knicks. So like may would be above Knicks in my rankings, but assuming that they both got similar draft capital, I don't see much difference between the two, honestly.
0: Okay. I, I have him lower. He's older, more concerned. Um, you know, I, I would gladly, probably take him over Kenny Pickett. I I'm not a Mm picket guy, but, but, you know, Geno Smith, I still want even Mac Jones. I I like better than him. Um, Definitely Goff and Purdy and Howell and Kyler Murray. Um, Daniel Jones has, has me concerned. I was expecting him to at (laughs) least look more serviceable this year, or at least get some more yards with his, with his legs. And it, man, that, that offense is a train wreck. So terrible. Yeah, he's he's down in the in the mid to late 20s for me for sure a uh, couple more guys to finish up quarterbacks we've got Quinn ewers who in a mock that we were looking at it was a second round pick um could be a first round pick what do you think
1: about ewers yeah so that i'm not the biggest ewers guy and obviously the draft capital is gonna make a big difference so if you if i if i knew for sure he would be a first round pick he would be higher. I don't think that he's going to be. I don't think that he should be from what I've seen out of him. So let's assume he's kind of goes the Will Levis route and he is a, an early second-round pick where um, there's a path to him getting some opportunity at some point, but he's not a day-one starter. I would have him in the QB 24 to 30-ish range somewhere in the picket to Levis spectrum. I'm not really comfortable putting him any higher than that.
0: Yeah, my my usual thing with, with second round picks and later would be I just don't trust them and they don't have much value in me for me at all. And mm-hmm. you're talking, yeah, there's a few teams that just have horrible starters that I'm gonna put that prospect over, but other than that, you know, you're down around thirty. Uh last quarterback, Shadir Sanders, I believe he's come on, uh... out.
1: Sorry to interrupt you, Skip. On Quinn Ewers, Matt Hicks has him right below Deshaun Watson, right above Jordan Love. So he's clearly higher on Quinn Ewers than we are. Figured that was yes. worth mentioning.
0: Which I like that. It makes me feel good about my one Quinn Ewers share. So <laughs> hopefully that that pans out. But uh, back to Shadir Sanders, the last quarterback. I think he said he's not coming out. I've also heard Mel Kuyper has him number one, which I think that's aggressive. But... He is definitely the, the fastest riser at the position. I mean, can he go from what what maybe mocking a, a third or second round pick into the first round by the time all is said and done?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think what Kuiper said was that he was his QB three in this class and that if he deferred to 2025, he would be the locked in QB one in that class. Okay. Okay. Makes a lot more sense. Yes. Um Yeah, I don't know. This mock draft that we're looking at has him in the third round. Obviously, if he's in the third round, I don't have any interest in him. Like, I'm not drafting him. If he's a third-round pick, that's like Hooker territory. Um, But also, he would totally stay at Colorado if NFL teams were telling him that he was a third-round pick. So, um, I've been intrigued by some of what I've seen from him this year. And they're, you know... There have been some question marks the last two weeks, so I think we just need to see more. He's only been on the FBS level for like a month, so I just want to see more from the guy before I'm ready to say anything definitive. Yep, and Hicks has him
0: below Mac Jones, but ahead of Geno Smith, Kenny Pickett, Derek Carr, Stafford, Tannehill. So makes sense there, again, if he gets the draft capital. All right, running backs. In the mock, we looked at the... (laughs) the first running back taken in the first round Braylon Allen, which was a bit of a surprise to me. Where would you have Braylon Allen on your running back list? And of course the dynasty running backs are very hard to rank with everything going on, but Mm -hmm. you know, give it a shot.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously in this mock draft, he was a first round pick. If that was the case, I'd feel differently, but I don't project him for that. Um, I mean, for me, I would have him similar to what Hicks has got him here. He's got him in kind of the Kyron Williams, Aaron Jones, Zach Charbonnet kind of range. I think that's that's pretty fair for a guy that probably will get some decent draft capital and probably will get an opportunity and has some traits that I like and some traits that I really don't. Um, probably a two-down grinder in the NFL without much receiving upside. So, um, yeah, I think Charbonnet Kyron Williams range seems fair.
0: Yeah. He's got him. Yeah. Behind your Charbonnet Williams, Javante Williams and Kyron Williams, but right ahead of Aaron Jones, um, just looking for other actual NFL miles Sanders. Of course, Chubb has fallen. Kamara has fallen. Mixon's fallen, but yeah. I think that, that makes sense. Of course, first round draft capital, he's going to move up significantly. He's going to jump over, you know, probably Kyron Javante Rashad white, m- maybe Josh Jacobs, depending on where he goes, you know, so he could, he can move up quickly. Derrick Henry. I mean, he's, he's getting old and I think he's on mm-hmm. his last leg. So definitely could move up. Even Najee Harris, if he keeps having this, this kind of a turd season, I think he he's going to drop
1: quite a bit. So yeah, we can oh, see it yeah. could see a lot I of rise. You, I don't think you could get Braylon Allen for Najee in a trade straight up right now. I'd be surprised if you could. Everybody's way down on him.
0: Yeah. Basically what you're saying is, you know, according to our, you know, the the mock that we're looking at and what we're using for value, Braylon Allen is definitely a, a first round rookie pick in a non Debbie league. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting a first round pick for Najee Harris. You're no. just zero chance. So nope. yeah, that's not going to happen. All right. Um, next guy, Raheem Sanders, Raheem the Rocket, just under Braylon Allen and just above Travion Henderson on on Matt Hicks's list. They're all kind of in the same tier there. What about Sanders? He he's not looked as good this year. Of course, he's been dealing with an injury, so that doesn't ha- that doesn't help at all.
1: Yeah, he's been hurt. I like him a fair bit better than Braylon Allen. I think he's more fluid laterally he's got better top speed. He's more smooth in the receiving game. So, they're both huge and not as explosive as I want them to be. I'm probably a little lower on Sanders than consensus, but I'm higher on him than I am Allen. So, I would say just looking at at what Hicks has got here, I would put him I put Raheem Sanders definitely above Rashad White for sure. Um Probably above James Cook. Probably right there. I mean, definitely above. I would have, if I'm rebuilding, I would easily trade Henry for Sanders straight up and just take that gamble. So I'd probably have him up here closer to like, yeah, Ramondre ish range, Ramondre and Josh Jacobs kind of range.
0: So right I in at like 12 twelve pretty- twelve to fifteen ish. Yeah. 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 I, I like that. Again, if you know rebuilding, that's that's the move you want to make. All right. Trevion Henderson, he's both of our RB1. He's the the RB three, according to Hicks. In the mock we looked at, he was below other running backs like Trey Benson, Shipley, Blake Corum, which is a little bit of a surprise. Although I'm I'm liking Corum more and more, and Shipley's been looking good too. But where I've got Travion Henderson above Allen and Sanders. So I'm I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to get early day two capital. And I think he's he's going to immediately be pushing that that RB1 status. I mean, when you when you get the draft capital as a running back and you have the the ability and the skill set to be a, a three down back doesn't mean he's going to be, but he could be. I, I see that as a, a likely guy that's gonna get the ball, you know, fairly quickly in his career and could be very easily an RB1 right away.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, definitely below Bijan, CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Gibbs, Etienne, Saquon, Kenneth Walker, Brees. I think, you know, depending on like a year from the you add a year older on guys like Eckler and Saquon and Pollard, it's it's probably in that range, honestly. Um, like low back end RB one range, like kind of around where you're seeing guys like A chain, Kenneth Walker, ETN, honestly, which seems high for a guy that you know is unproven, but that's where I would have him. I would take him over a lot of these guys that are below that, you know, Ramondre, DeAndre Swift, James Cook. Josh Jacobs. Like I would take Travion Henderson over all those guys.
0: Yeah. And, and getting just to the RB position as a whole and how, you know, dynasty managers should be using running backs or treating running backs. I think we need to be a little bit quicker and and some have, of course it's happening, but we need to be a little bit quicker to follow kind of the NFL's lead on this. And a lot of these NFL teams, they're not spending, you know, big money on a running back. They're not spending a high lot of high number of, you know, draft capital on a running back. And they're just getting, you know, two or three guys that they can put back in there and, you know, that fits their scheme and fits their system and gets the job done. And I think the way that we should be building our dynasty rosters is really with that same mentality. You know, you want good quarterbacks especially in super flex. If it's tight end premium or a two tight end league, you 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 have to prioritize that position. But build up stud wide receivers. And we're gonna to get to wide receivers in just a little bit. But if you have just these wide receivers that are target hogs and catching ball after ball after ball every week, you're gonna score a ton of points. And you can get serviceable running backs for dirt cheap. I mean, mm-hmm. you could have gotten you know Kyron Williams, but before the season for for nothing, you could have gotten Jerome Ford for nothing. I mean, there's even so now many you days. could
1: probably get those guys for second. You could probably get Kyron for a second round pick. You might be able to get Jerome Ford for two thirds. Like if you're contending window, like you can always get some serviceable running backs for cheap,
0: yeah. if if right. If your team is good and you're like, man, I could use just one more starting running back just to get me. You know, he, he doesn't need to be top five. Just give me, you know, 10 plus points a week. Something that I can put in there and get, you know, get some steady output on. Just start going through the standings in your league. Cause now we're four weeks in start at the bottom. Do they have any running backs that aren't, you know, highly rated, you know, guys that they're going to keep long-term guys that, that are just wasting points on a team that probably doesn't even want the points and start making them, you know, offers. And and like you said, you know, a a second could get a a good player. You'd be surprised. I mean, even a guy like Aaron Jones or these, these, these guys that are higher up as far as just their Mm -hmm. pedigree and and what they've done historically, if they're older, Mm -hmm. odds are they're available. The team will want to get rid of them. If they're smart, they'll want to get rid of them. So that that's just kind of what I want to say about, about running backs in general, we will discuss wide receivers, tight ends, and do a quick week six preview in just a minute. But first, I want to make sure you know that the rookie big board is now partnered with Underdog Fantasy Football. This is the best app for fantasy contests. You can join drafts for just $3 and gain a real understanding of seasonal ADP trends. It's like mock drafting, but with something on the line. The entire RBB crew is drafting an underdog daily. You can also play the pick 'em games that I love so much. It's great. You know, two for two, two for three, three for three or more. It's, it's an awesome way, you know, throw just a little bit of money on it and have some fun kind of get, get players that you don't have on your dynasty roster. So you can root for them on Sundays. Anyway, you can join by using the promo code RBB. It will get a 100% match on your first deposit and help us grow wide receivers. This is a big one. Where do you have Marvin Harrison jr.?
1: I would have him in the five to six range. Um, Hicks has him as his wide receiver four in Dynasty. I am not quite that aggressive on him. He's got Harrison Jr. above Lamb and above Garrett Wilson and above Amon Ross St. Brown. I would probably have those three guys still ahead of him at this point. I think a year from now when he's actually in the league and he's actually got the draft capital, he might bump up. Above one or two of those guys. But I, yeah, like I'm not going to send one of those guys and all their production for a dude that's going to sit on my taxi squad for another year. I'm just not. So they're, they're too good, too talented, putting up too many points every week. And they're still super young. So, yeah, probably. Probably five, six, seven, somewhere in that range behind Jefferson, Chase, Brown, Lamb, Wilson, maybe Amon Ra. He's probably borderline right there with Amon Ra for me.
0: I yeah, boy, you're not kidding. Amon Ra's way too low here. Come on, Hicks. He's, He's got him below that. Addison. Yeah, yeah. No way. He got him Update brother. I'm a Vikings fan and I love Jordan Addison. There's no way I'm having Amon Ra below him, but yeah, he's got him fourth. I I have to have Jefferson Chase, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill ahead of him. Um boy, it's I might have him fifth though. I'm taking him over Lamb. I I like CD Lamb, but he's not putting out the elite production that some of these other guys are. Even a guy like Diggs is putting out and you know, we already talked about how much we love Amon Ra. I mean, I, I really do think he's just fantastic. And I'm still a huge Garrett Wilson guy. I'm still a huge Chris Olave guy. But, but I'm I think Marvin Harrison Jr. could be that elite. And so that's why I'm I'm taking him. Yeah,
1: he's he's top five for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's not far off of that for me. Like I, I can see the argument for it. I. It's kind of the bird in the hand argument. Like, just give me the guy that's already was a top 10 draft pick and is the top target getter on his team and is producing for fantasy. So, um, but I get it. Like Marvin Harrison is going to be a stud.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. His teammate at Ohio State, Emeka Ekbuka. Where do you have him?
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be... Um, kind of in the 15 to 20 range, similar to guys that were first round picks this year. Um, you know, talking like Addison, Jason flowers, I'd have him in a, in a pretty similar range with those guys. I don't see him as significantly better than them, but I don't see him as significantly worse either. So assuming he gets first round draft capital, I think 15 to 20 range is pretty reasonable.
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit farther down because I I just think there's so many good wide receivers Mm -hmm. in the NFL that are that are even young. So uh, he's probably down in the in the 20s for me. I'm looking at this stats again, and I I know I mentioned this before we started the podcast, that the number rank on the left side, for some reason, isn't matching like where they are listed. So I think he actually does have amon Ra above guys like Addison Diggs and Michael Pittman. So that that makes more sense. He's mm. he's three spots higher. Anyway, um Waddles higher too. But yeah, I've got Egbuka. I mean, there's there's quite a bit of guys that I would put him under, you know, Addison and JSN and you know, I mean, get to Mims and Flowers. I think he's right around there. Um I think those guys are going to continue to to develop and I think Igbuka may he gets that draft capital, he's probably going to leapfrog them both. But that's that's where I got him. Um,
1: if you're in a if you're a middling team that can't can com- compete um, and needs to sell off some pieces, or you're you're looking ahead into a rebuild, see if you could send Keenan Allen and get like a Buka plus. I think that would be a good trade to make because Keenan Allen is is up there in these rankings, and he should be because he's producing at a really high level and he can win you a league this year. But if you're not in it, I think that's a deal you could probably get done.
0: Yeah, got one hundred percent. And by the way, I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm a full believer in Puka Nakua. I just, I think he's, mm-hmm. I think he's the real deal. <laughs> he's he's top, top twelve already. So until he proves otherwise, all right. Another guy, big riser this season, Keon Coleman. Where do you see him in
1: your dynasty rankings? He's still got a lot to prove for me. Like I, I really like. Keon Coleman, but I don't think he has earned his way into the to being in the same tier as Abuka, Franklin, Worthy, Neighbors, maybe Worthy, um, Odunze. Like I just I think he's a good player with good physical traits and some good upside, uh, but he's a developmental project. Maybe he gets the first round draft capital, but. Uh, and if he did, he he would probably rise for me into that twenty-ish range. But for right now, like I, I mean, I would take flowers ahead of him. I'd take IUK for sure. London, um, probably right there in the George Pickens, Christian Watson, Jerry Judy range. Where I mean, that's exactly where Hicks has him. So I, I think I agree with Hicks here. Yeah, I would have him underneath.
0: You know, all those guys you mentioned, um, looking at just, you know, but I do I do I do think he he could be better than Christian Watson. Definitely better than Jalen Hyatt. Amari yeah. just keeps producing, but yeah, <laughs> that... Jalen
1: Hyatt up here. Come on, man.
0: Oh god, he loves Jalen Hyatt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're gonna get fired. This show's gonna be canceled next week. Sorry, Matt Hicks. Um,
0: you mentioned Troy Franklin. I'm I'm all in agreeing with, with Matt Hicks, 100% on Troy Franklin. I think he's the real deal and he should definitely be higher up the list. I'm actually surprised. He's not, he's not higher on here. Um, I, he likes I think Troy this guy, Franklin. I'm
1: shocked that he has him below. I, I know. Below
0: I know. So maybe, you know, maybe he just has it updated recently, but man, I think he's, he's up there with, with the, the pickings in, in London tier for me. I, that's where I've got, that's where I've got Franklin.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I would take London over him and I would take him over Pickens. So he probably falls right in between those two. Um, yeah. In that range. The thing that I like about Franklin is he can separate. Mm-hmm.
0: There was a whole yeah. disagreement on Drake London about that. And people like, Oh, people say you can't separate. And what are you talking about? Well, I keep watching him and every time he goes to catch a ball, there's a guy right there in it in his jersey so unless that's all bad quarterback play something tells me he's not getting really open a lot but again that could be the quarterback it could be the system i don't know but it just it's frustrating to watch when you have a lot of drake on you're like god this guy just doesn't get a lot of easy catches coming across the middle but i digress xavier worthy i've got him down below probably in the Mm -hmm. same tier with like a Coleman, but down, down lower, definitely below, you know, Ibuka, definitely below Franklin and definitely below the next guy we're going to talk about, but we'll, we'll focus
1: on. So he's, he's in the the thirties for me for sure. Yeah. Worthy is better than Jalen Hyatt, but he's not good. Um, (laughs) I mean, he's, (laughs) he's fast. He's got a little bit more route running to his game than, than Jalen Hyatt does. Um, I, yeah, I like straight up. Give me Christian Kirk over Worthy. Give me Debo Samuel over Worthy. Give me DJ Moore over Worthy. So yeah, getting into this range of like Sky Moore, Jamison Williams. I guess give me Jamo over them. Give me Jamo over Xavier Worthy. I still want to see what he's got when he actually gets on the field. Well, he's active but, now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see this week. um <laughs> he was my wide receiver too in that class and it's a good class. So I still have hope for Jamison Williams, but yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty low on worthy at this point. I'm, I'm taking most of these NFL players over him.
0: Okay. One guy that I am high on Malik neighbors. I'm telling you, he's Mm -hmm. a first round pick. I fully buy in. I've got him up there. He's up there with, with Mims and flowers for me. I, I, and, could quickly move up because I think he's that that next guy that gets open. So that's where I've got,
1: got Neighbors. I keep biting my tongue when you keep mentioning Mims and Flowers. I know you do. <laughs> Flowers is the wide receiver one on his team and earning a huge target share, and Mims is like not even hardly on the field. But, um, <clears throat> but when he is. Yes, I would easily, easily take Malik Neighbors over Marvin Mims. I would – Probably take Malik Neighbors over Zay Flowers. That's tough because I really like Zay Flowers. That's tough. I, th- I think he belongs up there, similar to what I said about Abuka in the same range with like Addison Flowers, JSN, 15 wide receiver 15 to 20 range. Yeah. I think he belongs up there. So I like that. And then the last one, Rome Adunze.
0: I'm putting up great numbers. Sounds like a great guy. I I like him more and more. I, I think he can he can get into that for sure into that, you know, Xavier worthy above him, Keon Coleman above him, you know, again, you know, above, above Hyatt, maybe with, I got Dotson higher than Dotson and McLaurin, but higher than, than Hicks does, but up in that range with, with, uh, Watson and Ridley, you know, maybe down with, you know, Kirk Debo, DJ Moore. they're kind of all right in there. I, I would put him in that, that area. Yeah.
1: I think that's fair. I I really like Odunze. I don't think he gets enough respect. I I don't know if it's because he plays uh, on the sicko slate and it's always 1030 at night. Nobody ever stays up to watch him, but he's a really good separator, really good after the catch, prototypical size. I, I love I mean, the production is through the roof on that guy. Obviously, he was a little bit of a late breakout, so the analytics guys might not like that. But for the last couple of years, he's been absolutely crushing it. So. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Odunze. I, I would have him in that same category that you just talked about, um, in kind of the Christian Watson, George Pickens range. I
0: would okay, have him a really Roman. quick Coleman. Yeah, really, really quick tight ends, and this is actually what the the catalyst, what the inspiration for this topic was. Matt Hicks said in his Monday podcast that he had Brock Bowers right now as tight end four. And so I believe the only guys that he said were ahead of him were Kelsey, Hawkinson, and Andrews. Mm-hmm. Where where do you have him? Because I can see the logic of what he's saying. I I don't know if I can put him ahead of Sam Laporta with that start. I mean, they they loved him from the get go, and they're they're continuously giving him targets and so to produce right away. Man, that's that's something that's really enticing. But if I'm sitting with Kyle Pitts in a Debbie League and I can trade him for Bowers, I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd mind the reset. Pitts continuously is not. Oh, I would take target. that in a heartbeat.
1: Like, yeah. stop! I, I don't know. I I'm so over Kyle Pitts. Like, I, how long are we going to make excuses for this guy? I don't know. I'm just like he can't even put up five fantasy points in a premium league. (laughs) Like, what are we doing here? Um, So, yeah, I'd flip him for – I think Browers is a better prospect than he was. Anyway, Hicks said that on his podcast. I couldn't agree more. Um, Bowers is a better prospect than than Kyle Pitts was. And he's – you know, he can't land in a worse situation. Probably going to land in a better one. Um, He's going to get the first-round draft capital. So, yeah, I – I'm with you. I think I'm Laporta over him at this point. Um, just because tight end is so finicky and so hard to predict and can take so long for them to start producing and Laporta is already doing it. So I'll just take the sure thing, but yeah, probably he had him tight in four. I think you and I are both saying tight end five. So not too far off really high on yep. Brock Bowers.
0: All right. I think that's, I think it's it for For tight ends, we've got to move this along. A real quick preview. Oklahoma and Texas is this weekend. You got Ewers, Worthy, Brooks, Jonathan Brooks, someone to watch. It's getting a lot of buzz for Texas. Um, Of course, Jatavian Sanders, a tight end that we didn't talk about, but he's definitely the TE2 in this 2024 rookie draft coming up. He left this
1: last game hurt, so we'll see if he plays this upcoming week. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. And then one that I'm excited for for the – the wide receivers LSU and Missouri Malik neighbors and Luther burden burden's just absolutely dominating this year. I mean, man, what a season he's putting together. So For I real I did not see this coming at all. Yeah. He's it's fun to watch. His last year to this year is night and day. It's crazy. So I, it's, it's fun to see a guy that was that highly rated realize that, right? Like, okay, this is why you were a five-star. I mean, it's, yeah, he's exciting. Uh, Kentucky and Georgia, Georgia continuously finding ways to to win. But you've got you know Barry and Brown, Ray Davis, another running back to to pay attention to. Um, Bowers, we you know we talked about at Georgia, he's just just fun to watch. And then Arkansas and Ole Miss, the the running backs for each team. Raheem Sanders is back. Quinshon Judkins needs to get better. You know, show us what you did your your freshman season. So I think. That's a, that's a fun thing there because now it's, it's no matter who has the ball, you've got a a good Debbie guy to focus on. So that's a game I'm going to be paying attention to any final thoughts, my friend.
1: No, I like what you got here in that same old miss game. I'm excited to get eyes on Jackson dark. I know he's had a really good year, but I really haven't watched much. And, um, he's kind of a Debbie name that was really, really hot last year. Had a, had a rough season, Now he seems to be doing a lot better. So I want to know, like, is this a guy we should be taking more seriously? So I'll have eyes on that for sure. Excellent. All right. Well,
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode, everyone. If you have not already, do us a favor and leave a five-star review on whichever podcast app you are using. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss any of the RBB action. For Matt, I am Skip. We will talk to you next week. Enjoy the weekend of NFL and college football.